Hi, I'm PJ and welcome to House Daily. Um, it's great to be with you wherever you're at, so whether you're at home, whether you're out on your daily exercise, whether you're on the way to work, whatever it is, it's good to be with you. Um, in this time of the season, it's great to be able to gather around scripture together. And um, I, I've been feeling recently this this torn nature between all that is going on at the moment. There is stuff which... Uh, Words can't describe how much it sucks and how bad it is and the grief and pain that's going through what we're going, the season with what we're going through at the moment. Um, but then there's also, um, I'm excited for what God is doing. He is growing up this amazing nature within our church, across the church in this land to see a new thing, a new revival. And I just have this longing, this expectation that God is going to do something great out of this season he often when we look through scripture he does out of the come out of the ashes comes this amazing fire for god when the church seems the most downtrodden then renewal and revival comes and it, i just feel we're in that that sort of time of that waiting that expectation of what god's going to do next and say so, i feel torn so often flicking between the frustration and hurt and pain of what's going on um to actually excited and seeing the little things that are starting to bubble up um, and see and, and hope and expect of what he's going to do uh, as we journey through this and come out the other end of this into whatever new normal looks like. Um, but it is that split. And so my mood flicks. And so I, I don't know how you're feeling, but um, hopefully you are. You're starting to see and experience in your own life of, of what God is doing with you and your, wherever you're at in your workplace, your home, your dreams, your visions for the future. Um, let God speak into those uh, things. And hopefully he does that as, as times we gather together, looking at scripture together which is what we're doing. Um, and we, we're going through the book of Hebrews at the moment, uh, which is a great book. It's a letter written to this this church, uh, which is probably Jewish, and it's ticking through a, th- a few different things and just keep seeing and keep being reminded that Jesus is Lord of all, that he's over all things. We've just been thinking about, first of all, angels, which may be a topic you've not thought about before, um, and seeing how Jesus is, is greater than the angels, that we need to trust his voice and his word more. And we just, just finished looking at Moses as this amazing leader, this archetypal leader that we see in scripture, and actually how Jesus is, is an even greater leader than, than even Moses. And actually he's the one we should be following. He should be the one we follow into this new expected creation to the rest we've just been thinking about. Um, and now the author of the book changes and focuses on someone else, uh, something else, this idea of the great high priest and how Jesus is the great, the great high priest. Um, so we're going to dig out today and we're, we're in Hebrews chapter 4, the end of chapter 4, verses uh, 14 to 16 today. So if you've got your Bible, to open it uh, as we read, read for you these, these few verses together. So Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firm to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. 
a great little short verse. It may be a verse you, you know, you, you recognize uh, there, and it, it, it's powerful. And so the author is just proposing this idea of Jesus as the great high priest. And it may be something we know about and think about already, but for the listeners of this, it's maybe something really new and innovative. And so we will talk more as, as days go on about the role of, of a priest in, in the Israelite custom. Um, but just, just for quick understanding, that the priest was the one that, uh, perform the sacrifices for the people. Not everyone could do the sacrifices. It was just the priests. And so people would have to come to a priest and say, done this, here's some animals so you can sacrifice for me. Please go do it. And they, they would do that. And then there was like hierarchies of priests, basically. And there was the great high priest who was the one who presided over the Day of Atonement once a year when they did a lot of sacrifices. Um, and they're the one who who stood in that role between God and his people um, and made that exchange of sacrifice to pay the debt of sins. And so the author here is just placing the idea of uh, Jesus is that person. Jesus is the priest that does that exchange for us between people and God. But the amazing thing is, the amazing thing we see, he is without fault. He is flawless. He has no weakness. And, and, and in that, he can empathize with us. Jesus is perfect, but he is completely human. Jesus is fully man. And so when we come to him as our priest, we can know he understands. He went through, he is going, has been through all that we could go through in terms of temptation. He may not be through the exact specific situation. Jesus didn't live through coronavirus when he was here on earth, uh, but he was tempted in every way that we were was tempted by the same sins that we were, but he was without fault. He did not sin. So actually that we can find great comfort in coming to him in our own weakness of going, oh, I am fallen. I'm being tempted at the moment, which we all are. We all are, are tempted in our everyday life, no matter what it is. The world around us cries and calls for us and the enemy's going to try and trap us in, in, in snares of sin and temptation um, but there's actually real comfort in being able to come to Jesus knowing that he, he, he suffered those same temptations but was able to stand against them was able to hold firm and, and, and in our faith we can come with him he has filled us with his spirit the same power that he had to sustain, uh, to withstand sin and temptation is filled with, fills us also. We can come to him and then those words in that passage, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Um, and I think particularly in the moment, uh, it's definitely a time of need for most of us. Um, but knowing that the person we approach understands us, empathizes with us of our need and our frustration, our pain, our hurt, our temptation, our doubt. Yet he stood firm and he can be there with us and help us and teach us and equip us to stand firm just like him. So let me pray. God, thank you that you, you came to earth 2,000 years ago, you lived a life. You were tempted by the things that we are tempted by, yet you stood against them. God, help us in our time of need to draw close to you, to not run away in fear, but to draw close to you and to be guided and led by you and taught by you and how to stand firm in all things, how to stand up against sin and temptation. 
Fill us with your spirit as we approach those th- same things today. And God, help us. Give us all that we need to stand against them. Amen. Thanks uh, so much for joining today. I hope you have a good day. Whatever you're doing, be safe, be church, keep washing your hands.